Welcome to the Call to Action Podcast, where we bring you incredible people and even more incredible stories with discussions and topics about what it takes to sacrifice everything to overcome hardships and failures to achieve success. Our guests heard the call. Now it's your turn. And finally, it's my turn. I still don't know what I'm going to say yet. And uh, I approach the mic. I'm kind of nervous. And um, as soon as I walk up to the microphone, going back to the memory a little bit, he, uh, he's like, oh, hey, it's, it's, you know, it was great hanging out with you earlier at the ATM. Uh, what, what's up? And, uh, <laughs> and for whatever reason, I uh, just, all the nervousness left me. So I say, you know, Gary, my, my dream, like my ultimate dream is to be on Team Gary doing community management. And then he jumps in, he's like, uh, do you want to move to New York? Our next guest is a dream chaser with a will to win. What do I mean by that? He went from zero experience in social media, branding, and marketing to becoming the senior platform strategy producer for one of the biggest names in marketing and entrepreneurship, Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, in under two years. He's currently the head of community and social media for vFriends, an NFT-centric platform connecting Gary's fans through his creative NFT art and has become a household name attached to Team Gary V. He makes getting after it look easy and his positive attitude is said to have helped even the Grinch love Christmas. Please welcome our next guest, Zane Gaziani. Ow! Wow, that was an epic intro. <laughs> Glad welcome you on come, man thank you for coming on the show we really appreciate you and your time and uh but before we jump into you and your story how you got to where you are and just man what a, what a epic incredible journey you've had so far and the things you've gotten into is is pretty insane so we're gonna jump in that but we need to warm up first like an athlete does before a big match we're gonna put you through a thing we call the brain freeze frenzy it's a random array of random questions popped off rapid style. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. Number one, right now in this very moment, if you could have it instantaneously appear in front of you, a slice of New York pizza or a plate of world famous Texas barbecue, which would it be? Texas barbecue any day. That's why I moved back. Yeah. Amen. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're back in, uh, you're in Texas right now. You were in New York, correct? Yeah, that's right. I spent most, uh, I spent all my time in New York and then in February of this year, just returned to my hometown of Dallas, uh, Texas. Nice. Um, indefinitely. Oh, okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, we're trying to, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I definitely plan on being in Dallas so in Texas. It's for a beautiful a city. Right. Why, why is that real quick? Is it just, uh, you, you enjoy the atmosphere in Texas more than a big city like New York or is it the people? Is it the, the barbecue? Yeah, it's it's a lot, right? I mean, I love New York and I especially love Vayner and just working at the offices. The energy is just different mm. in person. Um, I, I like the cost of living here. My uh, my family, my parents are, are nearby. I've been away from them for a while. Uh, and then my girlfriend and I just wanted to have a lot more space and, and get a puppy and just uh, nice. have a bigger apartment. So that's, that's kind of all those decisions led to here. What kind of puppy did you guys get? Dude, she is the world's cutest puppy. I uh, the funny thing is we don't know her breed. Uh, we're actually in the process of getting a DNA Whoa. test back right now. But she's four. She's uh, four months old, six pounds, really small. Oh man, they do that for dogs. Yeah, 
I've got two big ones um, that I thought were the cutest in the world as well. I guess it's a subjective thing, right? But uh, <laughs> no, that's awesome, I man. I hear that a lot, yeah. I hear that. Um, so if you, hey, switching gears a little bit, see you're a little bit of a gamer, huh? If you were to play a few games with any professional streamer, who would it be and what game? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, so I'll say this. The the game would be Super Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate. Yeah! Just because I love all the different characters coming nice. on there. I think there's so many different ways to play it. Uh, streamer, I, I think uh, that's a tough one, but I'm going to go with... Uh, I would love to make an appearance on the Mr. Beast gaming channel <laughs> one day. That would be dope. To Dang. Play Mr. Beast in the that's group. a smart... You'll get That's there. a smart strategy. And actually, <laughs> hold on. Okay, let's say you got on there, and let's say he liked you so much, he was like, hey, take over my community, my chat for one day. What would you do to improve their chat? Like, what, what do you see as a little bit of a problem from your side of the house, and what would you change to make it better? Oh, that's such a tough question. I think it's, I think it's not just him or anything like that. I think it's all communities, even including ours. It, the opportunity is always finding time or finding a specific person who can reply to every comment. Um, it's, it's the thing that always gets thrown in the back burner when you have a million different things you're doing. It always gets pushed. I'm sure you guys run into it as well. Um, and that's it. I would just find, I would literally sit there for 12, 14 hours as their account and just reply and answer questions with everyone. Sometimes it's the simple strategies that work the most effective, right? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, think about it, right? Like if you got a reply back from the account, if you left a YouTube comment, That would go so far if uh, if I'm a big fan of the brand, and we have those stories for our socials too. So I, I can think only imagine. Even though it's very simple, it really works. Absolutely. Okay, number three, being the community manager for Team Gary V, and consistently being around what seems to be just an absolutely like cracked out positive vibe. Have you ever had to boot anyone from the community for just being a total shitbag? <laughs> um. Yes. Uh, I think uh, we, we've had a couple. I think they come up. Uh, I'd say more recently, it's been more less like whatever. I think it was like shit bags or whatever you said. I think it's more recently been more like people trying to scam people because I've been more mm. focused on V friends and NFT world, right? Yep. So we get people trying to pretend to be Gary, pretending to be me, uh, trying to scam people. So that we've run into that more recently, dude. I saw um, what I I saw two YouTube channels with your digits on there in videos, and it doesn't like I don't think they're yours. They were so random. Really. <laughs> Yeah, man. I'm going to send That's you wild. links. I was like, wait, but, please do. You know, I guess what? with great success comes all of these people just trying to nab up on you a little bit, like biting at your toes, you know? It's it's not a bad sign, my yeah. man. I mean, I'd be stoked if someone was trying to do that, but yeah. I'll send you those links. Yeah. Yeah, please Man- do. Manage your community, yeah, man. You manage your community, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is switching gears hard. Favorite conspiracy theorist... I don't know that many. I'm not as deep in that world. Um, Alex Jones is the only one that comes up, and his Joe Rogan <laughs> episodes were pretty funny. Uh, so I'm going to go with him. Although I'm not, I'm not well versed in that world. Yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think we are either. But it's it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> funny nonetheless. Um, yeah, sometimes I feel like I, you know one of us is an alien, but who knows which? <laughs> okay, fifth question: <laughs> craziest or wildest frat story? Mmm, that's a tough one. Uh, just because it's been so long. Um, Take your time. We'll, we'll wait. Most, yeah. Make it. And most of them, I don't know if I can share. Uh, <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, hey, you can share yeah, whatever you that, like. That's where I'm, that's where I'm struggling. That, that's where I'm struggling. You get an email from bit. HR uh, a week later <laughs> and you're fired. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, 
ATR, I'm more worried about my girlfriend. Out oh, there. true, um, true. Um, I, I might have to come back to that. Nothing's coming to mind. Um, but uh, it, just because it's been like 10 years, you know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> What's something really interesting about Gary that kind of no one outside of his uh, team would, would know or know of? Yeah, that's a good question. He has, um, I was surprised when I joined the team coming in as a huge fan. Um, his memory, his sharp, he has wow. such sharp memory. It's pretty insane. Um, if I can start, share a quick story. Absolutely. I, um, when I, when I joined team Gary, I moved out there, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But, um, my, uh, when I first got to team Gary, New York it was August of 2019 and Gary, I think he was out for like two, three weeks on vacation. And, uh, so the first two weeks I was there without Gary, just me and the team. And, uh, his first day back in late August of that year, uh, first day back in the office, uh, I went to the elevator. I hadn't seen him yet, but I went to the elevator and uh, I walk in and Gary is in there with um, a senior, I think, VP of, of Vayner. So it's the two of them. They're in the elevator. I walk in and, and, and keep in mind, you know, I haven't seen Gary since he hired me at an event uh, six months prior, right? Wow. Which we'll talk about. But so, so there, I'm, in my head, I'm like, there's no way he remembers me. He probably doesn't know who I am. And, um, and that's totally fine. I expect that. Dude, I walk in, the elevator shuts. I'm not even joking. Gary takes off his headphones. He looks directly at me and he says, hey, Zane, how's the first few weeks going? And I was like, wait a second. No what? way, like, man. No, yeah. Yeah. And then he said, I hope Team Gary's treating you well. Um, let's, you know, definitely work with my assistants. Let's get something on the calendar. I'd love to do a one-on-one. And, uh, and then sure enough, like a few days later, we had our first one-on-one. But I couldn't believe that he remembered my face. <laughs> Some guy he met once That's incredible. six months ago and hired, you know? How many employees does do they have? Like, how does he remember? Does he remember everybody's face and name? Like, is he that that good, or is it, it maybe yours was a little? Your experience with him was a little bit more memorable than I would say. Probably the most yes. of his employees as well. Not to discredit that, I'm sure his memory is sharp 100%. as a tack. But you had a very special journey to, and we'll we'll dive into that in a second. But uh, yeah, so that might have something to do with it. But who knows? I, I think, you know, I, I completely agree. And, um, but that's also something I've heard from a lot of other, um, VaynerMedia employees that joined there you go. The, when I talked to them, like, how, how's your first month going? Like, dude, Gary, like remembers so much. Uh, and so I think that's really interesting. That's amazing, man. Heck yeah. That's amazing. You can see it in so much of his content. Okay. Moving on this one. Feel free to mm. get a little bit deep with, should you like, I love this question. What is your favorite book that you've read recently? Oh, I, that's an easy one. I haven't read Yes. That. Um, it's this, I don't read a lot, by the way, but so when I do, it's like, comes with a lot of recommendations, but it's this book right here. Um, it's called the YouTube formula. No. You guys have seen hey, it. hold on a second. You, uh, you mean, uh, uh, there we go. <laughs> you mean this one? Oh, oh that's hilarious. There we you go. both have the same book. You mean that one? That's hilarious. Okay. It's so, Did this come ben, from what, Gary? Ben, what do you think? Cause I love it. It's, um, I'm, no. I'm early into it. I'm probably like, you know, I think like 50 pages or so in or something like that. But man, it's, it's a lot to like make a quick snippet of, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I think it plays pretty similarly to, to what you're doing with, with team Gary White. And, uh, I think it just yeah. consistency. I think it's listening to, one the the you know the algorithm and then the execution of it but like listening to the end users and like what's 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 going to be able to gain attraction out of a of a big crowd i guess at its big 30,000 yeah. view and then how to execute it it's amazing man it's crazy 
Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if we said, did we say the name of the book? No, um, we got distracted, but, but so. <laughs> no, we got excited. Uh, the book is called The YouTube Formula. It's by uh, Daryl Eves, uh, who's actually this amazing guy who works with uh, amazing, a lot of big creators like Mr. Beast. Um, that's how I know him. And um, yeah, he uh, actually heard him on Clubhouse a while ago. And every time I join Daryl's rooms, I'm always impressed. I mean, he goes deep in the so analytics deep. and figures things out and he knows what he's doing. And so anyways, I, I knew from that co-signed with Mr. Beast and also just hearing him myself, um, as soon as he launched the book, I got it, which is very rare. I don't, I don't read a ton as much as I should. And uh, yeah, I, I finished it like I think in a weekend Wow. and then I went back to reread some stuff. It's really, really good. If you're, if you're into YouTube, obviously, if you have a channel or are considering one, or if you're just a nerd like me that doesn't have a channel, but you just like this kind of stuff because you work in it or you're just interested. Oh no, you have two, bro. It. You have two. You just don't know yeah. about them. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right the zane gaziani one 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 five what's the best tidbit you've been able um, to kind of eke out of the book could you share something maybe for the you know great question yeah that's a great question um i mean the chapter that i thought was most fascinating was where he really deep dives thumbnails so he talks a lot he shows you with actual images and examples of um like hey the viewer's eye goes here and he like, and then you look at the image and you're like, oh my God, my eye just went there. So it was a lot of like psychology there. Um, he talked about I'm trying to think of anything like a quick comes to mind, but it was, just, I, that was the part that I liked the most. One tip that I thought was really cool. It's a little intense, but I thought it was really cool was he said um, to get better at thumbnails and just understanding what's working and not working. He's like, go to Netflix, go to the homepage of Netflix yeah. and just scroll like an hour and because they spend mm. so much time on their thumbnails on Netflix, because that's what that they're relying on that 99% of the time to Solid. get you in. Um, and so that was cool. Actually, I tried that for like 15 minutes. I just scrolled and scrolled up and down and left and right. And it was really interesting to see the placement and the colors and si uh, similarities and differences. It's, it's pretty awesome. Wow. He's a British bloke, yeah. right? Yeah, that's true. I didn't know that he might be. I'm not 100% okay. sure. It's hard to, hard to read accents. Well, I'm the, I'm the only one. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I, really, I I'm the only I, one. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't hear any accents. Uh, I'll say that. Yeah. In the, okay. in the clubhouse or anything. That's hilarious. Yeah, man, it's a it's a fascinating world. You know, who who would think there are thumbnail dedicated artists out yeah. there, and like that is their job yeah. in life. And uh, like that's that's a hard pickup line at a bar. No, <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm a thumbnail artist. What the hell is that? You know. That's hilarious. And I'm a hand <laughs> um, model. Um, all right. So, yeah, exactly. All right. Last question, bro. Uh, this is this definitely is going to lose like half the, the listeners. So, fuck it. We're going to do it anyways. But uh, if you could draw and create <laughs> your own NFT, what would it be and why? Oh, I already know the answer. I um, So, in 2020, last year during COVID and everything being shut down, being forced to stay at home, uh, I started doing um on the, so i'll say this before covid i didn't draw like i didn't sketch or doodle or anything and then when covid happened literally the first thing i did when i got home on i think it was like march 11th 2020 like the day that we were indefinitely working from home uh, i went on amazon and bought a 300 nice. drawing tablet um and i haven't touched drawing in like 10 years but it, something was just like hey if you're stuck at home you're not gonna read i know myself so i was like i'm just gonna draw and uh, i got this tablet i started drawing i loved it i got addicted to this thing then I started an Instagram live show. Nice. Then I started making more drawings. It became a thing. Eventually, eventually I started selling merch with some of my artwork. Um, but one interesting thing was this one character uh, who's like my mascot, if you will. His name is Chippy. 
Uh, he's like this red little demon baby who's uh, <laughs> full of mischief, and uh, he's really silly and goofy. And anyways, that became uh, everyone's favorite character. And uh, if I had the time, if I could really, if I had the time right now to create my own NFT project with access and really go into it, it would be all around Chippy and his. And Man, his that's a great response. Yeah, that is amazing. What what is his world? What like what's the uh, best way to describe it? Well, that's the thing. I'm I'm in the process of figuring it out, but I, I'll say in the drawings that um in the artwork that I was sharing last year, it was it was real pictures of like my life. Like I'd be in this room. And that would show what Chippy's doing in the room with me. So like I might be working Novel. and Chippy's next to me, like trying to like tip yeah. over the water glass or, you know, we'll, I'll be going for a walk outside and it's me and a friend and Chippy with us. So I'll like, in, I'll inter, integrate him into my day to day of him and on earth with us. And so that's, that's kind of been the the main thing there, but we're still trying to figure out. Yeah, that's like, that's a wonderful nice. idea. Very, very engaging, very easy to create yeah. content and, you know, it kind of embodies you and like what you'd like to do using this persona. How cool. Yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of, and I didn't know this because it was 2020. I didn't have a, a puppy yet, but now I do. But at the time, all the cr- characteristics I was creating, I didn't realize, but we're like, they were for a little puppy because now I have a real puppy uh... and she's acting the same way Chippy would act. She's like troublesome. She's barking at me to get my attention. She's trying to chip, trip over stuff accidentally or on purpose. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, I, I was just literally creating my future puppy in the form of this red demon baby. You need to get her um, a little outfit so, of a red b- demon baby outfit. Oh, And yes. then make little Instagram stories and she's chippy, like in the in the flesh, you know, and do a little story on that. See where her background is, incorporate idea. it into the actual background of uh, chippy. That's cool, man. That's dope. Um, do, so, okay, for those listeners that are like, what are they talking about? What is NFT? Give us give us your best definition of an NFT. You're a community you know, in, uh, manager of, of the very, very impressive new NFT project with Gary, uh, you know, vFriends. But, you know, let's start at the basis. Like, what's, teach us, what's your definition of NFT and uh, maybe why it's like so impactful right now in this current state of our economy and, and just global status. Oh man, I, I hope I don't completely butcher it. I'm always afraid to educate no. or speak on things that I'm, uh, I have very little knowledge, but I'll, I'll, I'm happy to, to give it a shot. And if anyone's listening, that's an expert, I apologize. <laughs> uh, but essentially uh, NFT stands for non-fungible token, right? NFT, um, it's, it's, a, um, like a, it's a unit of data that is that certifies and i have some notes here that's why i'm like looking down you're here good too, bro so you're right on can help you out people, nailing it but like it certifies yeah yeah it certifies um a digital asset and it's it's unique right it's it's non-fungible it's unique and therefore it's not um therefore it's not interchangeable and so it can be like you might have heard like of different uh different videos being nfts audio it can be anything it could be photos images uh, and what's cool about them and something Gary talks about that I that I love with vFriends is there's something called smart contracts within them that you can take advantage of for really just about anything. So the the for vFriends in particular, just because I'm into that world, um, you know, for example, you can have people that have a certain token, redeem them the same, the same way you would like a concert ticket or something to get you certain things. So in our case with vFriends, it's access for, you know, unique uh, opportunities and events with Gary. So you could, if you have the um, the gone fishing fish token, if you have that specific one, you can redeem it, and then you can go fishing with Gary for three hours in New York. Um, you know, if you have the courtside cat, 
you can redeem that uh, and go sit courtside at a Knicks game with Gary. And there's um, uh, 300 uh, other uh, access tokens like that. And then there's uh, 10,255 uh, unique tokens, all of which grant you access to, um, for the next three years, to a conference called VCon, uh, v, uh, v Conference. Um, that's, uh, we're, we're still working on all the details that we're going to share soon. For sure, for that, sure. That's kind of the gist of it, connecting to v, uh, v Friends. But yeah, that, that's kind of what's going on. And so for those that are still trying to build the story, we understand it and uh, we're in the crypto space. We've been building a crypto wallet um, for various use cases uh, for the last like four or five months and it integrates custom, you know, for each website and brand and et cetera. So it's, it's pretty cool. But for those that are kind of still putting the pieces together, so those tokens essentially um, are connected, unique to each like digital piece of art and I, what he's talking about with like the um, the curious cat I'm sorry my, my memory's not Gary so give the me the courtside cat courtside yeah. cat <laughs> so like these things are, are essentially digital pieces of art like a JPEG photo essentially locked into a you know digital case if you will and someone owns that so you know let's say I buy one off of vFriends so essentially I can like take that and go to a, a VCon conference and meet Gary and the team and just get a little bit more insight on the business of NFTs, how I can incorporate with my business. Like what's the other side of that? Yeah. I mean, so, so, so all of them will get you access to VCon, which is going to be amazing for networking amazing. and just fun and, and all sorts of shenanigans. Uh, and then obviously, like you mentioned, there's access tokens, which can grant you unique opportunities, whether it's virtual access or in-person access, depending on the token. Um, and then there's group access as well. So there's going to be, for example, I believe 10 breakfast bats that are going to have breakfast with Gary as a group. Oh, sick. 10 dinner deers, stuff like that. And then we have, which I think is the most interesting, uh, one of the most interesting, uh, it's uh, this token called Gift Goat. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Uh, but there's five, no. there's 500 and, yeah, so there's 555 uh, Gift Goat tokens. And uh, this group of people will receive at uh, at least six times a year, they'll receive some sort of gift, hence gift goat, some sort of gift in the mail at their home address at least six times a year. And they don't know what it is yet. So it's, it's this kind of fun surprise and delight. And it's all based on who owns that token. So if you have gift goat and you get your first gift, then you sell it in the secondary market on OpenSea and whoever gets it, then will be able to redeem because of smart contract, they'll be able to redeem the next five gifts or one or whatever they decide to do with it. So um, there's just a lot of like fun we're having with the different types of smart contracts. The access is big for us. It's talk, always been a big thing for us. Talk a little bit about this uh, smart contract. Sorry guys, if there's like a cut and whatnot, it's the internet <laughs> and the inner weasels and not being in person yet, but we will one of these days for sure. But um, so just quick interrupt you, cause I just, I, I'm really trying yeah. to help anyone that would be struggling listening to this to kind of understand, cause it's very helpful when you get it broken down like into a very simple structure. Uh, Help me learn when I was first going too, cause I'm a knucklehead and it takes me 10 yeah. times to read something over but so the smart contract how is it being utilized with with v friends for the end user like what's the benefit of of utilizing this versus going a different route to purchase these like what's what's the future give us the code yeah yeah i mean it's all what i mean some of the things uh that come to my mind is one everything's what i like about uh nfts and i'm, I'm really curious what you guys think too i like how everything's yeah. trackable like i like how i can look at someone's wallet 
and see what tokens they have and then also see the history of it see who it was traded by for how much it's all there which um i'm super new to this world um and so it's been really cool to learn that over the last two months being able to go on someone's wallet and understand how their tokens came to be that's really cool so i think the trackability of it the history stuff is really dope um i also think the way the way um and there's probably a better way to say it but i think the ability to like resell stuff on the secondary market yes um is really dope uh there's also you know when you do your own nft projects you can also decide how much royalty you want so you can get yes royalty, uh as gary says in perpetuity right you can always get it depending on your the way you set it up which um i think is really dope as well yeah it's it's like hyper modern with all the stuff because you know it's written into the contract and that's what's so key how many other of these tokens are not just an exchange of time. Like most of these seem to be Gary Vee's time, whether it's fishing or, you know, courtside, et cetera. Um, the gift one is very neat. Are there any other kind of more creative ideas? Anything that people could expect in the future? Because it seems like you guys keep debuting more and more of these. So brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we, and I hope, hope those numbers are right. So we have 300 access tokens, meaning Gary's time, right? So whether it's in-person or virtual, um, that's that's the access token 300. Then we have 555 gift goats. The the interesting wow. one I just told you about, uh, and then and then the rest at this time are um, tokens that have different levels. Like there's like the core tokens, and then it goes all the way up to a spectacular, which are like one of ones, which are wow. more rare. Um, and is that like go on other, vacation um, with Gary and, and go you know <laughs> sail the seven seas? Like, what does that one get you? Do you get married? Yeah. You know, a little. <laughs> I don't know what's what's that about. That would be pretty cool. To get. Well, well, what? Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, ten, I, I'm the worst at math. Whatever, ten thousand two hundred fifty-five minus eight hundred and fifty-five. The five hundred fifty-five gift goats and three hundred access. Whatever that. Whatever that is. The nine thousand. Whatever. Um, th those are tokens that don't have access to them, but they have certain layers. And then again, all of the tokens, whether you're a gift goat, uh, access, whether you're any of the other tokens, the nine thousand, whatever. Um, all of those grant you access to VCon. Mm. Um, okay. And uh, that gets you to, uh, and you, each each token you can redeem for the next three years um, for VCon. And what's cool is, you know, you can, let's say you've got a token that's not an access token, but you have a token. Uh, you can go to the first VCon, right, in 2022, uh, go to it, have fun, enjoy yourself. And then for whatever reason, you decide to sell it or you look at the 2023 date, you're like, oh man, I'm in, I'm in Hawaii, then I can't go. You can then sell your token and there's still two redemptions left on there for someone to buy and, and use. Love it. Gotcha. And so I think that's, uh, that's really interesting to me. Yes. That is amazing. That's so cool, man. So you are the head, you know, thank you for those definitions. We're, totally. Those are rock solid, spot on, man. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so, but on the other side, like you're managing in the head of the community and social media, V friends, what is that like? I mean, what, what's your day-to-day -day tasks and, uh, maybe a little bit how you got there as well, but, but first, yeah, give us the story. Now's the time. This yeah. is all about you, Zane. Exactly. Oh so, man. Uh, yeah. Do you want me to talk about like how I got to yeah. dinner? Like, what do you, where do you guys tell me? Well, you have a pretty incredible on, story. Yeah, man. Start. So like you've, we've been talking about you and Gary V's relationship and whatnot, but how, how did it start? What was the, what was the first encounter you had with Gary and what was that like? Yeah. So, so some backstory. Um, so I was with, um, and this is all going to connect, I promise. <laughs> uh, so I was at, after I graduated from college here in Texas, 
Um, I got an HR job at Amazon, moved, moved to California, and I, were, I was with Amazon for about four years. And I moved around the country with them, uh, did a lot of number of different HR and recruiting roles. And then towards the end of Amazon, I was burned. Uh, at the time, I thought I was working too many hours, but looking back, I was just working too many hours doing something I didn't enjoy. Mm, um, totally. And uh, I left that company, joined a small gaming company, joined a small gaming company in Seattle called Geocaching. And while I'm there, I'm just, I'm still not happy. I'm doing HR and just doesn't feel right. And at the, coincidentally at that time, that's when I really got into Gary's content. Like a lot of people do when you're at this weird point in your life trying to figure it out. And uh, I, I lit, I'm not joking. I would watch like so many, so many videos. I would engage on all this content. What, what got you about his content unique. real quick? What about it was outstanding? Yeah, there was, um, it was, I still remember the first one that hooked me in. I don't know if it was the first one that I watched it was the first one that got me into the the ecosystem and that's that famous monday morning rant right where he's like in front of a trash can he's talking about right you could be a tree you could be a bus and it's this old video from 2015 but it's it's killer and it brings in so many people like me it is it's timeless yeah yeah it's evergreen it's 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 never gonna get old and um anyways that brought me into the ecosystem i started engaging online and um long story short gary's team team gary the the team i eventually ended up joining um, they launched a Facebook group in 2018 called First in Line. And um, I joined the group because I'm a Gary fan. I started engaging with people, not for any reason, just because I just wanted to engage with everyone, get to meet people. And uh, maybe like a week or two in, they said, hey, we're hiring four voluntary moderators to just help us manage this group. If you're interested, you should apply. And um, I applied, didn't think I'd get it because I didn't have any real experience with community or anything. And uh, sure enough, two weeks later, I got the gig as a voluntary moderator for the First Line Facebook group. And that's what got me to start doing community management at night after work, but I would right. spend my time doing it. And I fell in love with it. That's like, all I wanted to do was I, I my my job, my full-time job was cool at this geocaching, this gaming company, but all I wanted to do is community management. What is geocaching for so, those that don't know as well? Yeah, man. So we'll go off on little tangents. You're very high back. tech. Don't worry. It. But yeah, like geocaching, that's very subset group of uh, a gaming scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Explain that for us. Yeah. Geocaching is, like you said, very niche. Uh, it's a it's essentially a game. It's an outdoors game encouraging people to get outside where the, the premise of it is essentially you have your app. There's all these like treasures hidden around you. It's all based on geolocation. And uh, you go out and you find treasures that other people have hidden. What's the weirdest um, shit then, you found? <laughs> <laughs> like well, a missing you know finger, what, like bro. a real finger in a bottle or something. <laughs> like, what's the craziest shit you found? <laughs> no, I. Uh, there, it, you'd be surprised. I spent. I only got maybe I don't know two hundred, three hundred. I mean, there were people that had twenty thousand. That's a lot. that worked there. Yeah, like they were like all time. I'll say though, I dude, I was kind of sad because I thought I'd find some crazy stuff. Not once did I find anything too crazy. There was only one that wasn't even crazy. It just it was a small note where typically when you open these up, you have to sign your name. It's called a log. Uh, we opened one up. It just said, "I'm watching you." <laughs> that would have been like, like my right. response, dude. I'd oh be like, my. I'd be like, I don't have pants on or something really crazy, you know, and just see the reaction. Uh, totally. One time, so, but, so we used to do. <laughs> Uh, on this funny. topic, though, we used to do, uh, you know, Dimension Software is like our software consulting uh, company. We used to do a little bit with geocaching. And one time I was in San Francisco, just kind of trekking through the wilderness on a beautiful hike. 
And I noticed that there was like a like 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 a plastic door that looked like a wooden door, if that makes any sense. It had a little handle on it, and it was like imprinted in a log. And I was like, "That is so weird. What is this?" I opened it up. What drugs were you on, man? No, this is this is real. This was this is the day after that, <laughs> and and and, uh, yeah. and there was just a bunch of jewelry, like plastic jewelry from Mardi Gras and Mardi Gras coins in there, with a note that said, you know. Uh, it was essentially one of these geocaching things. And while I didn't have the app, the note was really sweet and uplifting. And I was like, oh, I know exactly what this is. This is so cool. But I had actually just stumbled upon Damn. it in the forest on a hike. I thought I thought it was amazing. Whoa. That's awesome. Is, is AR, augmented reality games, are they like the more evolved cousin of geocaching in a way? You know, like Pokemon Go is like ah. a really digital, yeah. you know interface with the real with the real world the reality you know they've done a really good job of making it like this crazy geocaching digital experience no yeah pokemon go did it really well um when i was at geocaching i don't know what happened but when i was there when towards the end i know they're working on some ar stuff or testing it at least um but i don't know what became of that right hey why not just fusing some of your thoughts together why not take some geocaching you know an area that you are very keen to you know you've worked in there you have professional experience there why not mix that up with these nfts you can roll that into a smart contract no problem geo coordinates you know and just do something a little bit more creative that'd be crazy man Yo, that's fire like like pokemon go just you're finding nfts and you have to like battle for them or something mm. or like scan a QR code or, or some crazy. That'd be insane experience, man. And it's like one of Gary V's. That's cool. Uh, it's like one of the hidden treasures, you know? That'd be crazy. That's wild. Damn, man. That got me thinking. Back, like, total back, side note. Back to <laughs> the story too, yeah. of you. <laughs> let's, let's, let's circle back up on this one, though, because I, 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 th- I think this is really yes. neat. Yes. Uh, but back yeah. to the story of you continuing on how you got involved as a community manager all the way back up and like, I guess, into New York, I think is where you're going with that. Yeah. So I, uh, I was a moderator for this Facebook group. Long story short, still trying to figure out my life, left geocaching. And then I moved back to Dallas, Texas, my hometown. Trying to, I got a job at Dollar General. And, no way. Um, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's Why? The thing. I actually um, originally... Well, I originally applied to be um, just work at a, a work at one of the stores just because I was like, hey, let's just do retail. Like, let's figure out life. Like, I'm young. I can do this. I'm like 26. And uh, and then I forgot. But I think uh, I think it was a recruiter. Yeah. Coincidentally, a recruiter reached out. I guess they must have gotten my name somehow on LinkedIn. It was like, hey, like we're looking for a recruiter for Dollar General Corporate. You can work from home. And uh, I was like, perfect. And so then I actually became a recruiter for Dollar General for like a while. Um but but anyways, I uh, I moved back to Dallas working for Dollar General, and coincidentally, the day I land, I see Gary's going to be speaking in Dallas in two weeks, um, close to me, and he's going to be speaking at this like real estate wholesaling event for at some other event. And I looked at the tickets, and the <laughs> tickets were too high for me. I think it was like you know a couple hundred dollars that I just didn't have at the time, and so I reached out. So instead of giving up and like oh, I just can't afford it, I reached out to uh, May, who's on Team Gary who eventually ended up being my boss, I reached out to her. I was like, hey, I've been working closely with you on this first line project, the the Facebook group. Thank you so much for last year. Um, Gary's in town. I would do anything. I will mop the floors. I'll serve drinks. I just want to be there to see him speak. And um, and she hooked it up. She she gave me a, she reached out to Vayner Speakers. They sent me a free ticket to this event. And now two weeks later, I'm going to see Gary. And, um, and I still remember my only That's mission. So I, I really yeah. only had... 
Yeah, it was. Dude, Stars it was so are aligning, you know. Out. Stars are aligning. Dude, the the power of asking is my life. Like you have you know, to ask for that free ticket, and, and it's so dude, easy. You have to. It's so easy to do, bro. Who cares put if yourself they say out there. No. And you have to. And we'll talk more about this. And I'll just I'll just say it now to plant the seed. But like when the when you know it's risk and reward, and when the when the reward is so incredibly high, and the risk is literally next to nothing. You owe it to yourself to go. Amen. You owe it to yourself to ask. What are they going to say? No, it it makes no sense. Yeah. So what? But like, at least you, at least, you know, now. And, um, yeah, man. But anyways, going back. Uh, so now I'm going to go see Gary. He's speaking in town. And my only goals, uh, to see to at this event are one to see Gary speak. And then two, take a photo with him. I just wanted a selfie with Gary, right? That's it. Selfie, see Gary speak. That's you're, that equals. Success. You're a very go with the flow kind of guy. Like everything so far, you like story wise, you said <laughs> the setup is always the same, and that's you're just you're never expecting anything out of anybody or anything, or you don't have an ulterior motive. It's it's you solely are just wanting to experience exactly what's in front of you, which is a, a brilliant way to think about life. Side note, but. I, I've noticed this so far. It's really interesting. I think that's why you I fit so that. well into the, the Gary V, Team Gary V community and, and yeah, managing it. There's a totally. reason why you're there, bro. So mm. anyways, continue. No, that's a, that's a cool observation. Um, but yeah, I get to this event and uh, I didn't know when Gary's speaking. So I get there like seven. He's speaking at 3 p.m. So now I'm at this real estate event meeting people. And now it's like noon. So it's three hours before Gary speaks. And I'm just in this hotel lobby and suddenly Gary walks in. It's my first time seeing Gary in real life. And what's crazy is he's on the phone. There's no like bodyguards around him. There's no videographer. It's just him. And he walks what a, on what the phone. What a thug. He doesn't need whatever. bodyguards. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, dude, this is crazy. He walks and he's on the phone. It's my first time seeing Gary. And I'm not joking. For whatever reason, he looks over my way and I immediately start pointing at my K-Swiss Gary V sneakers, like just frantically pointing at them. <laughs> and he immediately, while he's on the phone, he signals me to follow him. While he's still on the phone. So now I'm following Gary. Gangster. I don't know what's about what to happen. Gangster. Yeah, I'm following Gary. He's on the phone. And then he goes to this ATM machine in this hotel lobby. And uh, and he's like withdrawing cash. And They're uh, all singles? The now. <laughs> 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 Sorry, bro. Sorry. Oh, wild. Anyway. No, no, I love it. It's uh, Anyways, he's like withdrawing cash. And uh, I have this like two seconds with him. And I, and I wasn't prepared, obviously, for this moment. So I don't remember what I said. I was obviously, I literally still don't remember it, but I got a selfie. That's all I know. And so now I've got the selfie with Gary. I met Gary. Like, dude, like the day is not going to get any better. Life's over. Right? Yeah. And so it's perfect. I, I literally can't get any better. And so the energy of that conversation got me through the next three hours of these, these real estate meetings. And then finally, it's 3 p.m. It's keynote time. And uh, Gary comes on stage and he immediately, like the first sentence, he's like, hey, everyone, you know, excited to be here. Um, he says, this is going to be a Q&A primarily. So if you have questions, go line up right now at one of the two microphones. And I run like my life. How many people it, did you knock out night. on the way over to that line? <laughs> yeah, dude, it was. And, and what, what was crazy, what was interesting was a lot of, not a lot, but some people didn't know who Gary was at this event because it's a real estate event. For whatever reason, he just hadn't, some people just didn't know. Strange. So I was running like my life depended on it. But there were other people just like kind of, you know, walking or, you know, whatever up there. And, uh, and so anyways, keep in mind, I don't know what I'm going to ask Gary at this point. I'm just, I just know I have to get a chance to speak. And, uh, finally, you know, he's going one by one. There's people in front of me. I'm like six people deep trying to figure it out. And finally it's my turn. I still don't know what I'm going to say yet. And, uh, I approach the mic. I'm kind of nervous. 
And um, as soon as I walk up to the microphone, going back to the memory a little bit, he uh, he's like, oh, hey, it's it's you know, it's great hanging out with you earlier at the ATM. Uh, what What's up? And, uh, <laughs> and for whatever reason, I uh, just all the nervousness left me. And I just started talking. I just told him a lot of what I told you. I said, you know, I told him my name. I told him that I'm a I'm a big fan of his. I'm a first in line moderator for his uh, Facebook community. Um, I told him that I have his case with sneakers. I have his wine. I have his books. And I told him, you know, I don't drink wine. I don't read books. I don't do any of this. But I do it because I feel like I owe you so much. And uh, and then he replied. You know, he jumped in. He's like, essentially, his message was, "Thank you, but no, you don't owe me shit. I, you know, I just put out this content for you to do your stuff." And then I jumped back in and I told him how in Seattle, when I was with geocaching, I had five roommates and he loved that. He got so excited. His eyes got really big and then he jumped in. And so we're going back and forth and there's, you know, two, 300 people near us. No purpose to it either. Right. You had, you were just talking, you were just enjoying the moment. I don't enjoying the moment. I have no idea where this conversation is going. Obviously I'm just, I'm just telling him my truth. I'm just telling him things that were coming out of my mouth without thinking. So I told him I have five roommates. You could tell he, he got excited and uh, he jumped in telling me about how much he loves that. And while he's talking in my head, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to tell him my dream is to work on Team Gary, assuming he's going to say, hey, great, hit me up in five years. That was what I expected. Yeah, for sure. But I, so anyways, he jumps in and then I jump back in. I know this is now my question time. So I say, you know, Gary, my, my dream, like my ultimate dream is to be on Team Gary doing community management. And then he jumps in, he's like, uh, do you want to move to New York? And I say, yes. And he's like, great, let's do it. And he hires me on the spot. Insane. And, uh, dude. dude, I couldn't, I, I, it was insane. I couldn't believe it. You know, there are people all around me cheering that some dude threw a chair. In the air. <laughs> and, you uh, didn't drink water you know, that night. Was, you did not drink water that night. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. I 100% did not. I promise you that. And uh, dude, I couldn't believe it. And, and, you know, I went up there. There was this like gong that people at this real estate conference were hitting every time they made sales. So I went up there, started banging on this gong. And uh, Gary's like, email me. I'll make it happen. And, and true to his word, man, I literally emailed him that night. I think at like 11 p.m. or something late at night because I still couldn't believe it. And he, I was literally the next morning I woke up, I was on an email with um, a few people on Team Gary. And the next week I had a call and we coordinated everything and I moved to New York uh, a few months later. Isn't that crazy, man? Wonderful. It's like... It, it's, it makes me really happy to just see people succeed, yeah. bro. And I remember watching that video and it's probably your most famous video of you to date yet. I'm sure there, you're going to be doing big grandiose things in your yeah. future, bro. I, I, I know it. So, uh, but it's, it's really interesting to see people become so vulnerable in a group of people of probably like a couple thousand people or, you know, a, a lot, a significant amount of people you don't know. And you're just literally throwing yourself out there and you could potentially really, you know, I guess, embarrass yourself. You don't seem like you mm -hmm. have that personality type, but no. somebody would in your shoes. And well, my point being is like, that's, that's such a crazy fucking thing that happened and like I, I just it's something i really appreciate about go-getters like you is is they do these things without hesitation it's in the moment they're enjoying the moment and they took a risk and kind of like what we were saying earlier you know the the possibility of saying no it, it doesn't matter in the big grand scheme of things it's such a small factor of of everything and uh dude you fucking did it like that's crazy yeah with gary it's D. funny and, and dude come I completely agree. And it's, you know, it, it's just, again, it goes back to the power of asking, man. Like, I, I think for whatever reason, 
I, I've never dealt with this. It, maybe it's just my DNA. Maybe it's the way I was born. But I've never had a problem just telling people what I want to yeah. do. I've never, I have no problems putting it out in the world because even if I know it's going to change, it might change in a couple of years. That's fine. Um, I, I have no problem with that. But a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of my friends, as I've talked to them about this story and other things, uh, it comes out that for whatever reason, people are are afraid to put themselves out there about the way people might think about them, or or hey, if I change my mind three years later because life happens. Uh, what's that? Yeah, I don't care like, so much. Right? What's that appearance going to be? Who cares? Yeah, is the answer. Dude, it doesn't that, matter I'm at right. all. Yeah, and it's 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 hard. I don't know how to teach someone that. I I don't know if I'm ever going to figure that out. But I I always just tell people doing it and finding out, even if it's a no, is so much better than wondering Absolutely. what if. You know, like I would kick myself if I went home that Absolutely. night not telling Gary I wanted to work on that. That guilt would last for you know? for ages. Of of wondering Seize like should voice. I have just done it, you know? Like should I have just gone for mm-hmm. it? Uh there's there's so many stories like this and so many facets of life, you know, mine as well. Like I, I know I did things early on in my college career. I dropped out early. I came back and finished later. I told myself I would, but you know, I, I took a chance on something and, and executed it and I eventually came back. It changed and things happened and you know, you integrate into something new and you just keep evolving and you take those lessons with you into the next phase and try and level up and learn a little bit more. Spend time around people that are way fucking smarter than you. And sometimes you don't even understand what they're saying because they're so smart. But, you know, you provide a different part of life to their life and and vice versa, you know. And anyway, that's a rant. I guess that was a natural Gary Vee reaction to your story because it's so powerful. But And that's why you're here today, man. You very much live in the moment. I mean, you came on here. What up, C-Tappers? You did not have to. And it was very, I mean, we're very appreciative. It's awesome. Um, no, nah, no, nah, it's, it's all me, man. I'm, I'm lucky to be here. But yeah, dude, again, I'll just say this and I'll, we can move on. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but like risk and reward. That's, I, I yes. always tell people that yeah. I'm like, when the reward is something so high that it might change your life and the risk is so low, what's the worst going to happen? Literally the worst that could have happened is 200 people in that room would have laughed at me. And that's it. And so when, and who cares? when the risk and reward is so unevenly balanced, dude, you it, it makes no sense not to go for it. And whether it's that specific scenario or anything else, I, I literally, the way I operate is just look at risk and reward. If the risk is, uh, I mean, sorry, if the reward is so much higher than the risk, I always yep. go for yep. it. And then I love where your head is. Let's go to Vegas, do you think? Steve. Do you yeah. think it's a perceived risk for everybody? Because, like, do you think one, maybe some reason why, like, your friends or friends that I know or acquaintances that didn't ever do something that they wish and they regret now, but maybe it's a perceived risk for them? It's a little bit higher than it is for, I guess, individuals like us who, who just maybe don't care what people think of them. But that may be a gift, like you said, who can teach it. But maybe for somebody that's like, well, that does matter to me. I do like you know, uh, likes and follows. And I do like these things and, you know, people to, to look at me a certain way. And if they don't, it hurts my, you know, there are crazy emotions out there. So, um, yeah, man, I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's such an interesting thing, but you deal with it more than we do. You're the community manager and whatnot of, of, a, <laughs> I'm sure a pretty big discord channel. No, I mean, you probably hear some crazy yeah, stuff. We, uh... no? Yeah, we, we've just, I don't know the exact number, but I know we crossed 150,000 members. Last wow. Week. Wow. That's Say a that number again. Discord yeah. Say that number again. Yeah, 150,000 members. In and one month. The first week. <laughs> correct. Uh, yeah, in, in six weeks. And uh, in the first month, 
oh, sorry, not first month, God, uh, first week, first seven days, we had 130,000 members. Jeez, man. So you didn't just get to this yeah. position though. So like you, you met Gary V. the whole situation <laughs> happened. You, where did you start? And then like, how, how did you get there to here in such a short period of time? Like that's a, you must be a, yeah. a savage. What, what are you doing? Give us the secrets. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about all that. I, I think, uh, well, look, I'll say this, you know, obviously I got, you know, let's call it what it is. Obviously I put myself out there, but it was luck. Like there was a lot of luck involved. There are a lot of factors that didn't have to happen that way. And so when I got that opportunity, um, I knew I was like, Hey, you got this opportunity, but it doesn't mean you have it forever. Like you got to work. Mm -hmm. You're on team Gary. Like you got to prove yourself. So I came in as a what they call a community resident. It's, it's like a six month program, or at least at the time it was a six month program where you feel it out, they feel you out, and then we see from there. And uh, I came in as a community resident. So my first you know, six months, primarily my job was to be Team Gary on all the different socials and reply to every DM, every comment contextually and strategically as possible. And in the process of doing that, you know, find ways that to, to um, create new content, right? So if I'm like, if I'm, in, if I'm in a post and I'm reading a lot of comments are saying the same thing, I might notice what the trends are. And then I'll let my Instagram uh, for a producer know for That's Gary. Says, hey, I'm noticing this on all the comments. Here's a piece of content that I think you can create based on the comments. So I was like the eyes and the ears while replying to everything. So I was doing it very strategically. Did you notice any – I'm going to interrupt you because it's it's a very yeah, please, interesting please. subject and, and a strategy you kind of just mentioned there. Uh, again, very simple but it's something that – I think people, if they listen to digest, will be like, oh my mm -hmm. God, maybe it helps somebody. But um, so you were talking about like it's listening, right? So were there – and people are repeating things. That's a pattern and now you try and figure that out. Did you figure out mm -hmm. any big new patterns that maybe are recognized across his channels that people are you know familiar with? Are there any things that you noticed that they shifted in content creation or ideas or something notable? Yeah, I, I'm – I'm, I love this topic. Um, if it's cool, I'll tell you what happened next because that's going to connect Do completely it. with it. Do okay. it. Uh, yeah, because this will this will be perfect tie-in. So I, I was a community resident for like six months, and then um, one of the the gentleman who was responsible for Gary's Instagram, the producer for Gary's Instagram at the time, um, he left the company, and so I was the next. I for whatever reason I have no experience, but they're like. Hey, Zane, you take that over for like a month while we find a permanent person. So I was like, right, I'll handle it for a month. I'll figure it out. I get to text Gary more. I'm in. And uh, literally one month in, I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to figure, like, I was in love with managing, you know, getting to manage this amazing team of creators, finding content to create. Like, it's, it's the best. And our problem is the opposite of so many people. A lot of people are trying to figure out what to make. Gary's been making since 2008. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like trying to figure out what to choose to actually create. But um, what was cool, man, and this is going to connect to that question earlier, was um, I, I started noticing, you know, we have so much amazing content for Gary. Um, what are some ways we could make continue making more relevant things? And so one amazing example that comes to mind is um, last year in 2020, if you recall, there was that documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Yeah. If you recall that. Yeah, it was about like social media and the effect it's having on us. And so I saw that that was all over Twitter. I saw that it was all over my Instagram feed, people giving their takes on it. I went on Netflix right away after I saw it on my feed. I'm like, what is what is this thing? And I went on Netflix. It was trending number two. So it was a big movie. I watched it that same night and um, I had my own opinions on it. But I'm like, cool, <laughs> everyone's talking about this. And the next morning I woke up and uh, I immediately went to um, – there's this thing called the Gary V. Search Engine. It's public. Anyone <laughs> I've been on there. It's uh, cool. Yeah, there. <laughs> that's cool. 
Yeah, it has every piece of Gary YouTube content ever since he was on yeah. YouTube. Uh, you can search by keywords or whatever. Love and so I went, on, I went on the Gary V. Yeah, literally, you search up anything. And yeah, Hold on. If you put on the there. word fuck, how many videos come up? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Too yeah. many. Well, it's funny. Just, just side note, we, uh, I, we, uh, we get this like, report of all the most used, like most words people search on there, and like "fuck" is always all the way I believe towards it. the top. That's my favorite, dude. <laughs> I love those weird, like, random things about shit, dude. That's so yeah. funny. I'm like, I'm like, are people searching patience? Are they no, searching kindness? No, they're searching and fucking it's like, shit. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> In multiple languages, probably but, too. <laughs> that's right. But, uh, but anyways, the social dilemma, I saw this thing. I, the next morning I woke up, I went on Gary research and I just started looking for videos where Gary has intense energy about this topic because there's so many. I found this one from 2016 where he's on Fox News getting into it with this news anchor for a few minutes that. about this topic. I saw that. You know this one? And then, uh, and then I got with one of my amazing, one of our amazing creators. We came up with a really strong hook, which is like the moment they're having the biggest conflict. We came up with this title. And the title format was something that had worked um, in two previous videos. So we just kind of changed it up slightly because we had already worked. We're not going to change it up too much. And then we dropped it. And that became Gary's uh, highest uh, viewed video in all of 2020. Wow. Um, Good and for you. It was, based off, it was based off a signal that I got through my own Instagram feed, a little hint. Okay, something's happening, right? You're listening to people. Go on Netflix to check it out. Oh, shit. It's number two there. People are really, this is serious. Huh. Cancel everything. Watch it that night. And then that, that night, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta take advantage of this small moment, this week, where everyone's gonna talk about it, because then it, a new documentary is gonna come out next week, and everyone's gonna forget. Totally. About it. And and so it's just, you know, I think listening to your point, Ben, is like the most important, and then finding ways to be relevant with what's happening um, in in culture is so important. If you can figure out a way to really tie in what you're doing, um, whatever it may be, whatever your niche is, or whatever your topic is, to what's happening in the in the culture. You do it right, man. I mean, that's so much good exposure, in my opinion. Dude, um, that's insane. Like, it, it literally plays into also, you know, being in the moment like we're talking about. It's it's just with with no expectations of anything. You know, it's the, it's the same story with you over and over and over. You have zero expectations of something in terms of like a, a benefit to just you. It's more like just being a part of something and whatever happens, happens. Right. Uh, just like when you ask Gary for a, a, if you could be part of his team, like it's the same concept here, and it's just it's crazy to think about that you know just being in the moment, staying in tune, being in there, and then it just it can create something that's so ginormous. And probably a year, I feel like that 2020 was probably a year where you guys had more eyes on his content than any year prior because everyone's at yeah, home, you know, scratching yep. their nuts and ass crack and being like, what do I do? <laughs> well, let's get uplifted and watch some Gary V's shit, you know, and this happens. So yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a fascinating, just psychological you know, another theme to this realization uh, the, the, with you. you you know, uh, we do so often at Dimension Software is always hire within when you can and you've got the, the, the team and you really have that expertise. And sometimes it's discovered expertise. And I think that's what happened here. Just a little keen insight. Uh, but you hire your own soldiers yeah. and you really lift them up first. Yeah, I love that. Th I love that that happened with you. I yeah. think that's incredible. It also speaks to Gary. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that, actually, really quick, I, I, I want to be mindful of your time, too, but... I'll say this, it, um, the coolest thing about all that, you know, going to what you said, Ben, about not having expectations of anything, but also with content, it, 
we Gary and Team Gary, like the the it's a very safe place in that Gary's kind of funny because when something fails, he doesn't get upset. It's it's really weird. Like people don't understand. He really doesn't get upset. In fact, he just likes to see us try new shit. And because he's created this very safe environment of, hey, just try new shit. And if it fails, I'm so okay with that. And actually seeing him, like at first, you know, if I'm a new person, I hear that. I might think it's just of fun, course. right? I'm like, no, nah, that's just what people say. But because we have a team text channel where all the different platform managers are always talking with Gary about what's working, what's not working, and seeing the way he engages with content, especially the ones that have failed, and seeing that in the first six months while I'm a community resident, not in charge of Instagram, and seeing him not care about Instagram content failing, when I got the when I got the um, the role, I was not once afraid of content not performing well because I knew Gary was going to be okay with it as long as we kept trying new innovative right. stuff. Um, and so that was really cool. I think I think having that safe environment really really helped me and the amazing creators to innovate and find right. That's so cool, man. Um, like Very building powerful. on. You good, bro? Yeah, I, I've got to, I've got to move. The sun anymore. is like right in my face, as you can see. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> I was like the aliens took him. He's gone. Yeah, I, I've been beamed up, but hey, it wouldn't be the first time. That's what brought me here. <laughs> of course. Uh, I'm just gonna rearrange my desk real quickly. Uh, I, I, I am here, active. You're mind. good, bro. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, but uh, no, no, I, like it's just it's insane the the evolution of things when. Uh, you just let go, you let the journey guide you and take you, and you just put your heart and soul into each moment, you know? And it's, it's really hard, I think, especially over yeah. like the last year, man. It's been so difficult for, you know, myself included at times when you're just sitting there, your, your brain starts going, you, you can't do the things that you normally would do, we're very habitual individuals, and uh, it can be really tough. But, I mean, being around yeah, being about in a community, I think that like what Gary has been able to produce is is just extraordinary, man. And what a crazy way to get into a company, you know? Like what a legendary story. Yeah, it's so sick. Well, it's yeah, man, it's surreal. But I think like in this weird way, and this is just me being me, but like in this weird way, I mean, because of the way the opportunity happened, I was like, you have this is it. Like you cannot get it and and just relax this is just the start like now is is when the work begins and um i just worked really hard man like i worked really really hard i got the instagram role i did that for i think seven eight months and then i became a senior platform strategy producer on the team so i got to like uh, help manage more higher level strategy i got to work very closely with may who's our head of content um help her with a lot of projects i was responsible for all the data analytics for all the different platforms on our team and working closely with all the the producers. And then also I noticed, um, we just needed help with Gary's LinkedIn. So I reached out to my manager, May, and was like, Hey, let me be the producer of Gary's LinkedIn uh, as well. Wow. And last year I started working on Gary's LinkedIn content and um, his LinkedIn is that, fire, which was a ton of fun. What's the biggest difference? It's, it's <laughs> What's the biggest fire. difference between the LinkedIn and, and the, uh, like Instagram, man, that's crazy. Oh, I can, I can talk a lot about this. So LinkedIn, and this is like real data. We have it. Like we've tried it. Um, for whatever reason, Gary's audience there, and I think a lot of people's audience there, they get really upset with cursing. Now, I've noticed it's changing. <laughs> I've noticed there's people emerging where it's not as much, but any video of Gary's that we had where there was more than two curse words in like three minutes, there would be tons of comments and DMs freaking out about it. What's, now, I've noticed what's the craziest DM you guys have had to read? <laughs> Is it like, do you get novels of why you said yeah. 
<laughs> you know, I don't know. Like what? No, it, it's well, a lot of it's coming from a good place. A lot of it's like, hey, you know, I love your messaging. I love what you're saying. But can you please censor because I want to show this uh, video to my 14 year old. Ah, and interesting. And, and so that a lot of it was actually that uh, or, hey, I want to send this to my boss, but I feel weird because you're cursing like five times. And so we, we started censoring videos there. Um, I also noticed there was a big opportunity. Like I looked at our, like, you know, um, images that we were posting for LinkedIn. And I was like, we're posting all these beautiful graphics with stuff, but like, um, there's always this extra spacing at the bottom. I'm like, why don't we just take that and put Gary's texting number? Cause we want more people texting. That is genius. So that became a normal thing. Um, we, yeah, you're we, like we a UX, on, UX, I, UI designer on top of it all, dude. <laughs> like you, that's, that's. The way that we think about designing certain products and things yeah. like that. Like you're, you're nailing it on every corner of the avenue. That's crazy. <laughs> I think you have to. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah to, to really be successful, yeah. there's so much competition these years. You have to be on the edge of all these things. You've brought together a lot of novel concepts and you know, you've got experience that ranges from very technical to also this design like Ben is talking right now. It's amazing that you're able to bring it all together. And that is no doubt what Gary Vee saw in bringing you on board. Yeah. And then the next step is geocaching, right? Like NFTs. Yeah. So you'll let us go. know when, when we want to do uh, business together. We'll build it. You guys, you know, go out and sell it. We'll be good to go. Um, hey, there's no, something cool. really yeah, cool we'll, there. We'll have to keep you posted. <laughs> no, I, I think there's something really novel there. You know, uh, it's worth expounding on later, I think. Uh, you know, take some of your expertise with the geocaching. It's very fun. It's very engaging. And of course, it can be encoded into smart contracts. Very flexible. Yeah. It's, it's, you've got, ever since you said that, I've been thinking in the back of my mind, like, what could that look like? Like, it's, it's interesting. I'll have to think about it. Let's bring that to life. We'll we'll talk Um, offline a little bit. Uh, I'm working (laughs) potentially on, uh, like an AR game project that will be integrating crypto and, you know, uh, the wallet and NFTs and like, you know, just rabbit hunts off to the side, you know, uh, crazy stuff, egg hunts, if you will. But if you're into gaming, you'll know that term, but, uh, yeah, man. So, but Thank you, dude, so much for your time. Lastly, like last yeah. bit of advice, you know, if you could do anything right now, you know, let's uh, get serious on you a little bit, but it, it's important because we always like okay. to leave our guests and our listeners with just a message of, of, of hope, of simplicity, of, of whatever you're feeling in the moment uh, to take away with and kind of just leave that, you know, when you drink a nice glass of wine and it just settles on the tongue and it yeah. like just hits you in your in your soul that's what we're trying to do linguistically mm. so man if you like anything in the world right now uh you know take away having to pay bills uh, food shelter it's all taken care of you're gonna live a very comfortable life you know don't worry about job or team gary v this is like zane pure like what what are you yeah. doing and why mm. that's a great question i'm uh I think I'm living in, I think I'm traveling a lot, but I think I'm, I'm living in Japan. I've always wanted to live there. I can see myself really loving Japan. And I, I think just spending time there, creating micro communities and meetups with people that are interested in other shit that I like to do. I, um, I've always been interested in building, bringing people together, even before any Gary and Team Gary stuff happened, even when I move around with Amazon back in the day, any city I'd move to, I'd always just bring people together. So I, I could see if everything was covered, everything was the way it should be. I, I could see myself in Japan long term, um, just bringing people together and, and being a part of the artist community there, drawing a yeah. lot, uh, creating ideas and making, right? That's so beautiful, man. man. 
you're so you're so you're like so young so full of ideas and you're very much an artisan i mean it kind of is this like pervasive theme through everything you're doing very artistic i would say artistic and wise absolutely i appreciate that thank you he heard the call and took action zane thanks for coming on our show my man we appreciate it and we're honored that uh, you would share this time and story with us welcome to the ctap family Ow! awesome thanks for having me guys thanks brother